Hi guys, this is your host, Miss Anonymous. You are now checked into the rehab. So first, we have an announcement. I am going to reboot the YouTube channel. So keep a lookout because that is headed your way. For people that are wondering why it's taken me forever in full, full transparency, it's because I was trying to change the color of my hair before I went in front of the the screen for 2020 so if you're looking for a more i don't know maybe acceptable reason well hey i keep it 100 looking good is a priority people we talk about that in some of our episodes how you gotta take care of yourself be the best version of you so god damn it i'm not gonna be in front of the camera looking frumpy no i'm kidding i don't care um, I don't care about looking frumpy, but I do care about my hair, hair color. So hashtag priorities, separate hashtag, who talks about hashtags in a conversation. But we'll talk about those individuals at a different time. So second thing that I want to discuss is this coronavirus business. Um, I don't know how all of you are handling this situation. I would like to hear it though, but uh, it's kind of cray cray. Seriously, like what? What? Um, I saw a meme on social media today, which I thought was hilarious. And it said something like, I survived 1999 something so i'll be damned if i get uh destroyed by a disease named after a beer which i thought was pretty funny um, but then again it's not that hard to amuse me but i thought that that was uh, that was cool to inject a little bit humor into what is currently going on if you guys care to know my perspective here it is I am a firm believer of the fact that whatever is going to happen is going to happen regardless. So you panicking about it certainly doesn't change the outcome. Now, can you be preventative? Can you be a little bit more mindful? Absolutely. But if it's going to be a global epidemic that is going to impact the entire world, I mean, where are you going to go? Seriously. (laughs) Because it seems like it's being, um, it's grown to different parts uh, of the globe. So you have two options. You can either panic or you can be like, all right, if this is, if this is how it's going to go down, then this is how it's going to go down. And instead of being worried about something that hasn't happened yet, just focus on all of the blessings and just living your best life ever. And if there is anyone out there that has been impacted by this, my heart, my prayers, my soul, everything goes out for you because it's unfortunate, you know, but I feel like every couple of years, things like this happen and not just even with like the natural disasters. I mean, I don't know about everyone else. I'm still getting over this whole Kobe tragedy. So in case... Some of the people are wondering why the podcasts have been a little bit spotty. Um, It's sad. It really is. Like, I was going to release a podcast earlier this week, but then they had the memorial for Kobe, and that was really, really sad. 
and I kept watching uh, the clip over and over again. And um, I wanted to do an upbeat episode, you know, and that doesn't mean we're going to be dancing around. Um, But I wanted to do an episode that wasn't about all of these things. But here's the reality. We live in this world and this is part of life. So as much as we want to ignore it, you still got to acknowledge that it's there. You got to acknowledge that life is very, very fragile, whether that's a tragedy that happens where it's an accident or it's a tragedy that happens where um, it's beyond human control. Although I do think that the the whole virus is man-made, but I'm not going to get into my conspiracy theory. Um, Today's episode, like I said, it's not going to be like we're jumping up and down, but it is going to be a little bit lighthearted and hopefully slightly entertaining. So in today's episode, we are going to discuss a different take on relationships. More importantly, we're going to discuss the push-pull theory. Now, for those of you that don't know what a push-pull theory is, let me give you a brief, brief, brief synopsis. Now, I'm going to say that traditionally, more men than women use this theory, or rather for them, it's not actually a theory, use this strategy. Um, However, it's 2020 and women have... I wouldn't say we've even caught up. I think we've superseded men at this point. We have passed you and we've made up for decades and decades behind. But basically what the push-pull theory is, it's when you want to keep somebody's interest. And the way that you would do a push-pull theory, and I've spoken about this in one of our other episodes, but not in this much detail and not with this lens and context, Um and I'm not going to tell you which episode that, that is. So then this way, if you're curious, you're going to have to go back and listen to all of those podcast episodes from the past. You are welcome. So back to the push-pull theory. Basically what it is, is when somebody shows you a lot of interest, you pull back. And when someone is ignoring you, you pursue the person. The reason why you want to implement this strategy is, and guys, before I even go into talking about all of this, yes, it's effective if it's executed correctly in the right type of situations, with the right context, with the right person. Otherwise, it's very, very immature and it's playing games, point blank. So back to the push-pull theory. Basically, the idea is to keep someone interested in you or to generate interest in someone by constantly tugging at their heart. So when you think about a push and a pull, when somebody's showing interest, you pull back because you are already getting the attention that you want. Now, when you see the other person withdrawing or losing interest in you, then you got to try a little bit harder to re-engage them into this push pull game that you have going on with the person the absolutely mind-blowing thing is somebody could be doing pushing and pulling with you and you may not even know that that is what is going on and here's why as i mentioned this is an immature strategy i'm not going to deny that sometimes i think people do need a taste of their own medicine 
So that would be my disclaimer. Um, but for the most part, it, it is. It's immature. It's a way to try to engage someone or try to generate interest where a lot of times people don't feel confident in themselves that if they were really them, the other person would care. And then sometimes you play this game because you're not just playing this game with one person. You're playing this game with multiple people. So what am, what am I talking about? Um, Push-pull theory can be really effective if you're talking to more than one person. Now, I would never ever say ever that if you're in a relationship or fully committed, you should be engaging in conversations. I don't believe in it. I will never give somebody advice to do it. But if you are single and you're not officially committed, and guys, if you did not listen to my last episode, I specifically said in there, if you did not have a talk what are we? Are we exclusive? We're in a relationship. You have an official title. Then that means you are single. Because if you haven't had that discussion, you are not in a relationship. So the push-pull theory can be the most effective. If you are single, then that means um, you can be talking to multiple people at the same time. And in that context, the push-pull theory could be very, very effective. Because think about it. If you have multiple suitors that you are speaking with, it would be really hard to give the one person your undivided attention. And you may not even want to give that one person your undivided attention because you need some time away from that individual so you can be dating other people. And for the fellas that listen to my show, all of you should be thinking the powers beyond us that I'm not a dude because all of you would be upstaged with the level of game that I would bring to the table. I'm going to take two seconds just to bask in my glory. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. All right, back to the push-pull theory. Um, You don't want... Uh, any one one person's undivided attention and that is the greatness within the push-pull theory is the fact that it's sort of like dangling a carrot let me rephrase that it is dangling a carrot but you're not dangling a carrot with one person executed very very efficiently you can have a couple of people that you are dangling this carrot and doing this push-pull with and also have some time to go out there and meet new individuals and absolutely no judgment here if you are single do you i've spoken about this in other episodes do you whatever makes you happy if you want to be casually dating 50 people hey let's get them on a rotation and let's make that happen just the only thing that i always advocate for and I encourage and this is the advice that I give for anyone that I speak with um, or anyone that I coach when it comes to relationships is be very very transparent and if somebody asks what are we we're seeing each other now you could spit a little bit of game in how you deliver that message but I at least would never respect an individual that was lying and giving somebody the false um, idea that they're in a relationship or whatever. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but those people, they should be stoned 
I wouldn't say to death, but <laughs> that that's how I always think about them. Like you can't be that much of a coward that you are lying to basically, you know, whether it's men or whether it's women, whether it's both, that you're in a relationship or things are going to progress to a point of a relationship. I'm a firm believer. Just shoot it, shoot it straight. If you give it to people and you don't have to be like, oh my God, I'm never going to be in a relationship with you. You don't have to be like a jerk about it. You can simply deliver and you could spit this in a variety of ways, right? You can simply be like, hey, this stage in my life, I'm not looking for something serious. I'm not looking for an official commitment. I enjoy the time that we spend together. I like being around you. I would like to continue us for us to see each other, for us to spend time together. But I don't want to make any type of promises that maybe I cannot deliver on. So I'm being fully transparent of where my mind's at. And I would hope that my honesty would get you to at least, and if you don't want to, you know, continue or engage in this type of situation, cool, we can be friends. And you can add your spin and your spit and your shine to that. But basically, you are telling the other individual of what it is. And it's not anything exclusive. And you're not sure if it's going to be headed in that direction. And that like coming back to the push-pull theory that is when I think it's the best uh, use of the theory and use of the strategy is because you cannot feel bad if you have told all parties involved of what the situation is now your business is your business you don't have to go to one person and tell them that you're playing a game with them or you're doing you know this to five other people that's on, on them because once you made it clear of what it is and what it isn't, then it's their choice. Assuming you're dealing with adults, they can make the decision. And no tea, no shade, but all of us have been victims. All of us have, okay, I wouldn't say all of us have played these games. I would say most of us have played these games. But I think at some point or another, unless you're really, really lucky, or maybe born before 1960, you have somehow experienced this game of the push-pull theory but if you're single it's a good 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 strategy because what you can do is like I said you can be dating multiple people and when you start to sense that any one of those people is starting to get and I don't want to use the word clingy um, because I think if somebody wants to spend time with you and it's not like literally every second of every day. It's it's flattering. But I can also understand that if that's not what you're looking for, or maybe you're not into that person that much, how that can be annoying. Um, and then you just pull back and ignore the person for a little bit. And then when they start to pull away from you, that is when you push and then you pursue. The game plan behind all of this or the goal or the objective behind all of this is just continuously keep somebody in a loop where they're close enough that you can get access to them yet not so close that you are feeling suffocated but within arm's reach and that's sort of how the cycle goes and as I said women are catching up to men but men do this notoriously and ladies Here's some advice that I need you to really sit down for. Open up your ears. Stop assuming that what I'm about to say, there's like 
500 different meanings to this because I'm going to give it to you straight. If a dude is playing these types of games with you, either always telling you I'm at work, I'm here, I'm at school, I'm not available, X, Y, and Z, we have all fallen victims to it. And you know in your heart of hearts that all of those are excuses. Because I can tell you for a fact, when someone is really, really interested in you and really wants to be with you, there is nothing, and repeat, and I repeat, nothing that is going to get in that person's way of being with you. And I honestly with my 100% of my heart, believe that when a man really wants to be with a woman or or another man, but we'll talk about a woman, there's nothing that's going to stop him. Nothing at all. If he has to work three jobs and all he has is 15 minutes to come and see you, he is going to take that 15 minutes to come and see you. Now, how can you tell that you are getting short change or you're part of this rotation strategy and I'm not even saying that there has to be other people right it can simply be that he just knows that you're not the one and there's nothing wrong with it because if someone has the conversation with you whether it's direct or indirect but you get the message that you are not with this individual, don't ever give your loyalty or your commitment or all of your attention or your time to this person. Because even, like I said, even if they're not talking to other people, it can just be that they don't feel that connection with you. So they want to keep their options open. And there's nothing wrong with it. If you're single, they're single. Or even if you're in an open relationship and there's that understanding. But don't buy BS excuses. Don't. And I think sometimes it's worse where women give men a pass and also vice versa sometimes when there's a relationship established and one person is playing these stupid games because they're all of a sudden not sure of what they want or how they feel. But if that is not your situation and you are single and all you're getting is excuses from an individual about why they can't see you, why they didn't respond to your text message for 48 hours. Um, Actually, I'm going to share something with that, about that. Um, I did this to someone because I heard about this. I forget where, I don't know if I saw it on a YouTube channel or where I saw this, but it, it was basically someone saying that if it's been more than 24 hours and you have not gotten a response, you need to call 911 because something must have happened to that person. And if something didn't happen to that person, something's about to happen to that person. And I just thought that that was hilarious because there were so many times if I did not hear back from someone, I'd be like, well, the only logical explanation is you no longer exist. Because why else in goddamn name would you not be getting back to me? And that's when you have that moment where you, you know, self-check yourself where you were just like, who do you think you are? Like, how many of you have had these conversations? Hopefully just in your head. But if you've had them out loud, that's fine. Sometimes it's good to just talk to ourselves. Where you just give yourself a pep talk where you're like, I don't know who this person think that they are. I don't know who they think that they're dealing with. But mm-mm. 
You don't do this to me. I don't think so. Like, somebody needs to remind you of who the heck you're dealing with. And right after you have a talk like that, it's almost like you're like, uh-uh, we are not worried about you. Who is you? I've even forgotten what your name is. And it makes you feel so, so, so good because you remember that you are, I'm going to say queen because I'm talking to the ladies, but you know, queen, king. We are not about to rise up from a throne. So if someone is giving you a billion and one excuses, don't keep buying that load of crap. I mean, we know women are naturally intuitive. And fellas, if you wonder like how we know stuff, yes, we're amazing at doing research. I mean, the things that I found, I wouldn't even say on the internet. It's remarkable. And at some point, I think CIA or FBI or something is going to realize that they need to start hiring more women because we are detectives like there's no tomorrow. But the thing about the intuition, that is a thousand percent on point. Most women are highly intuitive, highly, because some it's uh, basically an ability that even at a younger age, we learn to pick up because we look at relationships all around us and we're nurturing. So we pay attention to how people react. And as you get older, the skill set gets better and better. And in some cases, if you have any type of abilities, you know, psychic abilities, whether you're intu- intuitive, clairvoyant, um, if you're a psychic or if you're a t- tarot reader, any of those, then those just get amplified. Women know stuff we just freaking know stuff and sometimes we know stuff the second that you think about it so ladies do not ever second guess that intuition if you feel like something's off something's off you know when someone is not acting right but as i mentioned if this is not your man then instead of you trying to confront or trying to figure out what is going on or sitting around waiting for a text message or a phone call that's probably not coming for another couple of days because you're a part of that rotational cycle, I mean, get dialed up. Go out. There's plenty of other fish in the sea. If two people are both doing the push-pull theory with each other, then it works, right? Because no one catches feelings and emotions. The downside of the push-pull theory is not necessarily for the person that's playing this game or implementing the strategy, depending on in what context you're using it, but it's for the person that's falling for it. Because as human beings, a lot of the times we want things that we can't have. And that is why the push-pull theory has a high success rate. Because think about it. There's something that you wanted in this world more than anything else. Um, I'm trying to think. What do I want more than anything else? Uh, Right now, I have a really sweet car. So I would want the next level up of my car. And let's imagine somebody comes up to me, gives me my dream car. And for, and, for a whole month, I have it. And I didn't know that that car was being taken away from me. Somebody gave me that car. I'm like, sweet, this is mine. I'm going to start enjoying it. I love it. And one day the car's gone. All of a sudden, I have that withdrawal because 
I'm expecting this car. It's not here. I'm confused. What happened to my car? I'm panicking. Like, I wasn't prepared for this. And then I go into this want this desire where my mission becomes how do i get this car back where is this car is somebody else driving it it's the same analogy that works in the push-pull theory with the person that's doing this stuff for you except you're the person that's going through the freak out where you're like where is this individual why are they not here and right after it's like 24 hours pass and you're like okay you know they probably just don't exist anymore because who can ignore me you will have your brain go into basically one out of two directions. If you stay on that high, you will find other people, start engaging with them, and then this person will be part of your rotation. If you don't stay on that high, and then you start regressing and thinking, oh my God, but I miss this person. I wish he would call me. Where could he be? Then you become obsessive, and that is the worst position to be in. And that is the reason why the push-pull theory works. Because it keeps you in that constant cycle of highs and lows. Where one minute you're happy, the other minute you're sad. One minute you're happy, the other minute you're sad. And after a while, if you've done, or if you've been in the cycle of this push-pull theory with an individual, then you just get used to that, that whole cycle. Because now this has become the new norm. And people, whether they want to admit it or not, for the most part, are creatures of habit. When we meet someone and we're like, I instantly connected with this individual. I guarantee if you look at that person, whether it's physically or in terms of their personalities or their traits or something that they said, they remind you of someone else from your past. And I'm not talking in terms of your exes. I'm just saying that there could be maybe an aunt or an uncle or a friend that had those similar characteristics or traits or look which is why you feel comfortable with them it's the same thing with relationships relationships and i'm not even talking fully committed relationships in this context i'm talking about a relationship as in your interaction with another human being some sort of with romance or physical ties to that person um, it, it turns into a pattern and it's become a cycle and it's become the new norm as you know it. And when the person comes back, you get almost like an adrenaline a high off of it when, or kind of like what, what you have with the drug. And when the person leaves, you wait for that moment to feel that good again. So it's not necessarily that you care about this person you are just now in a cycle of highs and lows. And that is how obsession can start in a situation like this. Which is why I'm going to now jump back to the fellas. Because, and again, guys, I'm not being gender biased to anybody. Apply it to your situation as it does. If you're guys, and if you're like, you know what, women act this way, then just switch the scenario. It's all good. Um, so for guys, if you are playing these types of games with women or if you're into other guys than with other men you also have to be able to put yourself in that person's situation at some moment i would hope that your conscious kicks in and then it becomes also a little bit of your responsibility um of making sure that that person remembers that this is not going to be anything serious it's not something committed because what i've seen happen 
countless times is that when this goes into a pattern or a cycle, the person who's implementing this push-pull starts to get also a high when they find that the other person is chasing them or is really into them or an obsession could be cute I think at a very very mild degree as long as it's not something that you are seriously concerned about but it gives you that power and that control which is which feels good I mean let's be honest who doesn't want to have power and control now there's a big difference between having levels of power and control in different areas of your life and being like a tyrant but for most guys that play these games they play these games because the attention of um, the other person is what they're seeking now I'm not going to talk about in this episode the insecurities and what else plays a role for both individuals to participate Um, but there's definitely a reaction or something that both people are getting out of it for the person that's implementing push-pull, obviously you still get your freedom. You have the ability to date multiple people. And think about it. If you just date with one, or if you just deal with one person on a consistent basis, you will have to deal with their good days and their bad days. But the beauty of the push-pull theory is when someone's having a bad day, you ain't got to stick around. You, you're not in a relationship. So when someone is maybe complaining or not treating you right, you just disappear. And then they'll start to feel the loss. And then the cycle will start all over again, where they realize how much they they care about you. And I've actually seen cases where people will say that they love someone. And then you start to ask like, do you even know this person? Because this is all psychological. Most human beings want what they can't have. And it's even worse sometimes when you get to have it for a little bit because now you know what it feels like to have something. And then when it's taken away from you, that's when you want it even more. Um, so to conclude, I mean, I don't personally hate the push-pull theory if I have to give you my honest opinion. Because in the right context, I think both people get something out of it. But I think it's the best way that I can see it implemented is if both people are doing this to each other, which means neither one of them is going to end up catching feelings. Both are out there just looking because maybe they're not ready for something serious or something committed or they both haven't found something in each other. I always feel a little bit bad for um, people that don't know that this is happening to them which is really the reason why I wanted to do this episode because I've, I've heard every excuse under the sun and thank God, not personally, but I've heard just about every excuse under the sun as to why someone's not available, why there are other things that they need to take care of. And I think if you're a nice person, you will give somebody the benefit of the doubt. But at some point, you got to also look out for you um, and especially the women Because guys, no tea, no shade, but I feel like even though women are catching up, I still think that when it comes to push-pull, because biologically women are more emotional, especially during certain times of the month, I feel like it's harder for us to really do the the push-pull theory um, 
on someone, which is not to say that it hasn't been done because it can, it absolutely goes both, both ways. Um, but I would always advise people don't do something that you don't want done to you. And I think there's a lot of integrity and respect for individuals that can be upfront and honest in a situation. And that's all we really can do. Uh, does that mean that you can be upfront and honest and maybe you are really getting pulled in multiple directions and the other person may think that you're uh, playing a game? Nah, I have my doubts about it. I think when someone's doing the push-pull theory, you don't know that it's happening because you don't want to believe that it is. Um, but in retrospect, you'll look back and you'd be like, there's no way that that person um, was at a particular place or was this busy that they couldn't even like see me and I, I mean in full transparency I've known of people that wouldn't date someone that's more than 10 minute driving distance and yet they'd be willing to have relationships with somebody that's halfway across the world is and one of the topics I'm going to talk about is going to be when you know you know um but I'm not going to give away too much of that in this episode. So my hope, my wish, my dream for everyone that has checked into the rehab today is that you use integrity, right? It's with like any power in the universe. If you know how to play the game, then at least have some level of consciousness of being like, am I still a good person um, if I do X, Y, and Z? And if the answer, and it's not anybody else's moral compass, right? Um, as long as you can look at yourself in the mirror and like the person that's looking back at you, then that is enough of a gauge. But if you feel that maybe you wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of what you're doing, then I would reevaluate my actions. And... Um, even if you get away with it with that one person, right? We've all gotten played. We've all played people. All right, let's keep it 100. Even if you get away with it and somebody doesn't catch on and let's say it goes on for a couple months, couple years, if you believe in karma, it will come back to you. At least that's how I'm hoping to scare you into not taking advantage of people and, and hurting people. So my advice, if you're going to play the game, respect the game. Respect yourself and respect the other person. And on that overly aspiring and inspirational um, quote, this is your host, Miss Anonymous. Until next time, you are now checked out of the rehab. Bye.